with the Environment in Focus, I'm Tom Pelton. In 1991, Mount Pinatubo erupted in the Philippines, blasting 20 million tons of sulfur dioxide into the stratosphere. The particles formed a haze around the Earth that filtered sunlight and cooled global temperatures by one degree. Thomas Schelling is a Nobel Prize-winning economist at the University of Maryland. When he thinks about this volcanic eruption, he doesn't think disaster. He sees an opportunity to combat global warming. The basic science of what is now called solar radiation management, which is masking a little bit of the incoming sunlight, that's been understood for more than 100 years. In place of volcanoes cooling the Earth, Schelling envisions airplanes or rockets spraying sulfur dioxide gas into the stratosphere to block the sun's rays. Sulfur dioxide is cheap because it's a pollutant that rises from the smokestacks of coal-fired power plants. This is almost too cheap to be true. The estimate is that if you wanted to block out a percent of incoming sunlight, the cost is so small that there may be 30, 40, or 50 countries that could afford to do it on their own. What Schelling is describing is geoengineering. It is the proposed use of technology to alter the world's climate to counteract global warming. With Congress stuck in gridlock and world governments unable to cooperate to reduce pollution, some see climate engineering as a plan B that could avoid the politically difficult changes required to stop burning fossil fuels. Those interested in a techno-fix include the oil companies Exxon and BP and billionaires Bill Gates and Richard Branson. Strategies being tested by scientists include dumping iron dust into the oceans to spur algae blooms that consume carbon dioxide. Others are looking into spraying sodium iodide into the air to thicken clouds that reflect sunlight. Will Burns is Associate Director of the Energy, Policy, and Climate Program at Johns Hopkins and author of a book called Climate Geoengineering. Burns warns of the dangers of unintended consequences. For example, pumping sulfur dioxide into the stratosphere could cool off some countries but cause deadly droughts in others. Also, he says a sulfur dioxide stratoshield would only temporarily mask the warming problem. It would not solve the underlying cause, carbon dioxide pollution, which would quietly continue to get worse, even as things seemed to be getting better, Burns said. The peril is, is if you stop. Now, if that were to happen, then all of the buildup in greenhouse gases that had occurred in the interim would all of a sudden manifest themselves in a huge what we call a carbon pulse. And then you get what's called the rebound effect. You might see temperatures increase somewhere between five to ten times greater than they would have if you simply did not institute a geoengineering solution. You're imperiling the, the existence of life on Earth. It sounds like science fiction. A dystopian future in which people are told they have polluted their world so much, their only choice now is to pollute more, to blot out their sunshine, and turn their skies red with sulfur. But there is a real risk here. A well-funded research effort into geoengineering could create a new industry with its own political momentum. The more people think about a techno-fix, the more excuse they have to keep burning fossil fuels. With the Environment in Focus, I'm Tom Pelton. program is sponsored by the Able Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own.